After you're finished with today's episode of Locked on Bucks podcast, please make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast as Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the national perspective on the NFL Monday through Friday. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. We'd like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners. If you're new to the show, please subscribe, leave a five star review. It makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside, but it also helps other Buccaneers fans find us. It absolutely does, and it will also open up the door for more Buccaneers fans to call in with questions, opinions, takes, just like our guy True did last week. And James, I wasn't there to defend myself when we played True's voicemail. That's my own fault. I'll I'll, I'll accept that that blame. But True called in and basically blasted my take. I'm, I'm pretty sure what he said is that David Harrison has no idea what he's talking about and is the worst host of Locked On Box ever. I think th- those were True's words, if I remember correctly, and I'm definitely going to hold him to that uh, for the rest of our natural lives. Basically, we were talking about the rankings of running back groups by PFF, correct? It was PFF? That it was. And they ranked the Buccaneers, if I remember correctly, it was like 26th, 28th, somewhere around there. And uh, during the episode, we both reacted to that the Buccaneers running back group was way underrated, according to what PFF was talking about. And of course they're using their own grading scale, which is already, you know, since nobody knows how they really get their grades, it's, it's a little bit, the context kind of lost in the conversation. But anyway, I made the, the point that I felt like the Buccaneers running back group was probably eighth to 12th in the national football league, realistically. And true called in said that he absolutely disagreed with that. And that maybe we we're using recency bias, especially with playoff Lenny or Lombardi Lenny uh, in the playoffs, maybe giving a little bit too much credit. And, and I could see where you're coming from there, but then true made a very critical mistake when he's arguing with me and true. Don't feel bad. Cause James Yarko has done this several, several times. You started using stats, brother. So let me drop some more stats on you. So yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers finished, you know, pretty bad in the league in yards per carry and pretty bad in the league in total rushing yards and, and all that stuff. But here's what I'll say. The total rushing yards, you need to get rid of that. You need to absolutely get rid of that stat because what the total rushing yards really speaks to is usage. And that's on Byron Leftwich, Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, whoever you want to give credit to for the offensive scheme, that's on them. Usage does not relate directly to talent. Now, you would like to believe that if you have like the best running back in the National Football League, you're going to use them a lot. And so the usage rate is going to be through the roof, but that's really not the case. Sometimes you have coaches out there who just, they prefer to pass the ball. And while Bruce Arians is one of those guys, Byron Leftwich has studied under the school of Bruce Arians. Tom Brady is uh, fairly used to kind of being the guy to carry his team to victory. So you can see why this team would want to pass a lot and pass a lot. They did. And in fact, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers finished bottom 10th in the league or bottom 10 in the league in running plays called. So the usage is really low, which kind of helps explain why the total output was really low. So the counter to that would be what? Well, yards per carry. We're also really close to the bottom of the league and they absolutely were however tom brady 
in 2020 had 30 carries for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The most he's had since 2015. He had six carries or six yards and all those carries, 30 carries, Tom Brady netted six yards with those 30 carries. I don't think netted his word. He net six yards with those 30 carries. The fewest rushing yards in Tom Brady's career. Think about that. One of the most unathletic quarterbacks in NFL history had the most carries he's had in his career since 2015 and the fewest rushing yard output in his entire career. So when you adjust the Buccaneers rushing yards to account for Tom Brady's lack of rushing ability, the Buccaneers have 339 carries remaining for 1,513 yards or 4.5 yards per carry. That's a pretty good sinking average. In fact, if you adjust that, it would be tied for 11th in the NFL. True, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, calm down. But you gotta make that adjustment for every team. Every team has quarterbacks. Every team has quarterbacks taking, taking snaps and runs. I got you. Here are eight of the teams that finished ahead of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with this new adjusted yards per carry. The Ravens, the Saints, the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Titans, the Eagles. Lamar Jackson, Taysom Hill, Cam Newton, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Murray, Kyler Murray, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, and Carson Wentz slash Jalen Hurts. Eight teams with eight mobile slash running quarterbacks. So yes, while they also have quarterbacks taking snaps and contributing to their rushing yards that finish above in yards per carry than the Buccaneers, all of those teams, I think we could all agree, have a quarterback contributing better to their overall team's yards per carry and rushing stats than Tom Brady did for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not saying that True is necessarily wrong, that maybe 8-12 to 12 was a little bit high. So True, I'll tell you what, man. Given the numbers I just dropped on you, I'll meet you in the middle if you're willing to meet me in the middle. Let's go 14 to 18. 16 is in the middle. So maybe they're just on the shot, just on the upward side of the top half. Maybe they're just a little shy of the top half and they're, they're two spots in the bottom half. Let's, let's agree to a 14, 18 range. Let me know on Twitter. True. You know how to hit me up. Let me know if you agree to that with those numbers. I dropped. I love the research you did. So true actually hit us up on Twitter and asked for a copy of that article. Cause he's like, I want to make sure I got all the context right before I call in. I appreciate the homework. I appreciate the work you did true. So, uh, and, and I definitely wanted to make sure that I appreciated your efforts by putting in some more of my own effort to, uh, to come back at you and just continue this fun dead period off season conversation, because I think I made some pretty good points, James. Well, yeah, yeah, I would, I would concur. Now I am curious and I don't expect you to do a deep dive into this, but I'm curious for your adjusted rushing stats where you have the eight teams ahead of, of the Buccaneers, and that included Taysom Hill. How many of Taysom Hill's yards came when he lined up at quarterback, and how many of his came when he lined up as a running back? I realize in order to do that, you're going to have to like take into account all of his snaps for the entire season because he did do both. But Right, but honestly, honestly, it doesn't really matter because we're talking about team rushing, right? So that's, that's the stat that was brought up is the team rushing output. So whether he's getting a carry, because for the Buccaneers too, I mean, you have some carries of Chris Godwin, you probably have some carries of Antonio Brown. You know what I mean? So there's some other players and they all like Tyreek Hill for the Chiefs. There, there are going to be some other numbers that skew that, but I don't think going from 11th in yards per carry when you eliminate the unathletic Tom Brady to 14th to 18th, I don't think that's much of a stretch. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, speaking of the unathletic Tom Brady, if if there was ever a time to double down 
on Tom Brady. That time is now, and you can do so with our friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch or the next puck drop, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit in the penalty box anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs through the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on again, promo code locked on all one word L O C K E D O N to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Back now for segment two here at the Lots on Bucks podcast midweek with you. Uh, our second of our three episodes this week, of course, our first one dropping just yesterday due to, the Father's Day weekend, then we'll have one more dropping on Friday. James is actually going to be alone on that one because I've got uh, an animal that is going to need some some TLC after a surgical procedure. So James is going to allow me uh, to go ahead and take care of my family pet and uh, and address you guys by himself on Friday. But before we get there, James, we've got some other people addressing other people, and specifically we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, Tom Brady, addressing some other people by some some words that we cannot air on the uh the episode but you're going to get it from the hbo preview here so let's play that and then i'll let you give the context of what we're talking about one of the teams and they weren't interested at the very end i was thinking you're sticking with that mother <laughs> anything you've ever heard me say i didn't mistakenly say when i'm on stage something inside of me wakes up but when i'm off stage i'm scott you know i'm a completely different person than you see on the floor I'm not here to answer serious questions. I know a lot of men watch this show, and I'm looking for some post-COVID action. <laughs> One of the teams, and they weren't interested at the very... All right, so that was a quick 30-second uh, teaser trailer, I guess is how, how I'm going to phrase that, for The Shop on HBO. For those of you that don't know what The Shop is, it's it's a show that LeBron James started on HBO where it's him, fellow athletes, fellow celebrities sitting in a barber shop just talking. So the the teaser was for this upcoming season which includes people like Chelsea Handler, Kid Cuddy, Paul Rivera, Draymond Green and Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady who you heard to start off that ad. And he was talking about his foray into free agency and he had said that there was one team who dropped out of it before they got to the very end and Brady's thoughts on their quarterback situation were you're sticking with that guy. Um, the question is David that we're going to sit here and we're going to discuss and maybe we'll get some more information. Maybe not. Maybe he's going to keep that secret, especially since he did kind of insult whoever their quarterback is. Um, who is he referring to? So if they weren't in it at the very end, you got to think of who was in it at the very end, right? The Bucks, yeah. the Chargers, and then it was it was the Bears were still kind of in there. Is that right? Yeah, the Bears were in there, and then the Niners had conversations. I know John Lynch talked about they had some internal conversations, but they ended up not pursuing it. 
and then the Titans, apparently, according to at least some some publications I've seen, and the Rams. Yeah, yeah. So to me, and and I'll I'll get your opinion on who you think he might be referring to. Um, we've named the two the the two teams that I think he's kind of kind of referring to. I lean more towards the San Francisco 49ers. And the reason I lean that way is we know that Tom Brady wanted to play for the 49ers. That was his childhood team. He's told the story numerous times about he and his dad being at the game during the catch, you know, Dwight Clark's infamous catch in the back of the end zone against the Dallas Cowboys. Joe Montana was his hero. That's where he wanted to be. And once again, he was dealing with former teammate Jimmy Garoppolo sitting there in San Francisco. And, and Garoppolo, he's not a bad quarterback. I won't say that he's bad. He's mm-hmm. average. But he's mm-hmm. also extremely injury prone. So you have the greatest quarterback of all time sitting there looking at his childhood team with a guy that he played with that couldn't beat him out before and they shipped him out of town. And he's saying, that's that's the guy you're sticking with. Do you realize you guys were in a Super Bowl last year? I can put you over the top, but you're going to stick with that guy. Um, that's kind of the the direction that I lean. But I'm, I'm curious to hear who you think Brady might be referring to. I think it's either the Rams or the 49ers. Like, so when you look at it, right, the Titans, I mean you know, Ryan Tannehill or Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady is obviously the better overall quarterback, but you can almost kind of understand why the Titans want to roll in with Ryan Tannehill. He's kind of the perfect quarterback for what they're kind of trying to do right there and and letting Derrick Henry kind of be the star of the offense and, and all that stuff. The Chargers weren't sticking with anybody. Like by then we already knew that Phillip Rivers was not coming back to Los Angeles. He was not going to be the Chargers quarterback. So there is nobody for them to quote unquote stick with. Therefore they're eliminated. Mitch Trubisky is low hanging fruit, but I mean, the reaction, the you're sticking with that MFR kind of alludes to Tom wanting to potentially take the place of that person. And I don't know. I mean, I don't see the love and passion for the Chicago Bears the way I can see for some other some other teams. And I mean, I don't see the Bears. You know, when you look at like the rosters, like they're not on the cusp of being a really good team the way that the Buccaneers were all that stuff. So really, I mean, and, and the Patriots, yeah, you're not sticking with any, because if they're sticking with anybody, it would be Tom Brady, right? So obviously, so th- those teams are eliminated to me. So yeah, Rams, Niners, I think it's the 49ers. I think that's, that's, but I mean, the Rams, I mean, Jared Goff, like, I think everybody knew coming into 2020 that Jared Goff was not a transcendent quarterback that was going to make his team better. The Rams were going to win in spite of Jared Goff's deficiencies and flaws by hiding them versus Jared Goff lifting them to victory. So it could it could be the and, and Los Angeles, like a lot of people, you yourself, James, made a very strong case for why Los Angeles would be a spot that Tom Brady would be interested in going in. Uh Jimmy Garoppolo, he he and Jimmy G do have a history. And I know a lot of people think it's kind of a negative history, but Jimmy G's gone on record saying they had a great rapport in New England and he was very appreciative of everything uh that Tom did for him. So kind of that disrespect angle. I would see Tom being more willing to disrespect Jared Goff than Jimmy Garoppolo. So that's kind of where I get that split. But yeah, I think it's either the Niners or 
the Rams, but here's one thing. So Joe Montana actually went on record at one point saying that he didn't think Tom Brady should or should have left New England. I can't remember if it was before he left or after, but I think Joe Montana doesn't want Tom Brady going to San Francisco. And if Tom Brady leaves New England, even right now, like honestly, like Tom Brady could spend the next season or two with the Buccaneers and then still go to San Francisco and maybe finish out his career as a 49ers quarterback. So I don't think Joe Montana wants Tom Brady added to the list of 49er quarterbacks along with he and Steve Young. So that's just a little extra angle to this whole conversation. See now, and I'll, I'll throw this out. I think it's more likely that he would be referring to the Titans rather than referring to the Rams, because there is that history there between Brady and Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill was a quarterback that he used to see twice a year when Tannehill was struggling in, in Miami. And that wasn't solely Tannehill's fault. They had some terrible coaches and they had some bad rosters, but then Tannehill was also the quarterback of the team that eliminated him from the playoffs in his final season with the Patriots. So there might've been a little bit of animosity there. And you know, the Titans have an incredibly talented roster. They have arguably the best running back in the NFL. They had some really good uh, receiving weapons last year. Now they've, they've actually improved on that. And, you know, there, there could have been a little bit of pent up frustration and pent up animosity for Brady to drop a, a that, you know, what in reference to Tannehill, a guy that he used to torment with ease uh, when he was, when he was in new England and, and Tannehill was the starting quarterback of the Miami dolphins. So, I mean, I get what you're saying about Los Angeles. Um, I just, I don't know if, if he even registers that Jared Goff is on the radar whatsoever. I mean, he's a respectful guy. And obviously if there was a, a pregame or postgame conversation, Oh, yo, Jared, big fan, you know, you keep doing what you do. You're, you're great. Yada, yada. But I mean, beyond, beyond that, it's, it's going to be Jared Goff is, is just kind of who cares. Yeah. Good points. (laughs) something else that uh is much improved from last august similar to the tennessee titans possibly and uh the los angeles rams uh, as well actually by getting rid of jerry goff and bringing matt stafford uh is built bar since they relaunched last august before the 2020 nfl season they've only gotten better and right now they have nine delicious flavors regularly available and the occasional limited time flavor right now you can also get orange and strawberry back for a limited time during the summer for you to get those flavors when you talk to a built bar fan they're passionate about their favorites i've got my mint brownie james has a peanut butter brownie but you've also got coconut coconut almond cherry raspberry double chocolate and salted caramel there's literally something for everybody and if you don't know what your favorite is yet get yourself a mix box you'll get two of all nine flavors so you can figure out which your favorite which of those bars is your favorite? Because not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars on the market, but because they're protein bars, they're also healthy. Most of these bars have 17 grams of protein while only carrying 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Order today. Get yourself that raspberry, the mint brownie, the mix box, whatever you want by going to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off of your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Jericho, David Harrison, BucksNation.com. Find us on Twitter at Jarko underscore Bucks at DHarrison82. A couple of final notes here before we send you all into uh, the rest of your day. Uh, as David said, coming up on Friday, I will be going solo. And uh, 
that whole thing where where David and I had our own list that we were going to bring you on today's episode, that's gotten pushed back. I will bring you my own personal list this coming Friday, so make sure you check out that. And hopefully I'm in a good mood following the Tampa Bay Lightning advancing to the Stanley Cup Finals, but the series isn't over yet, even though the souls of the Islanders have been crushed beyond oblivion. A couple of final notes, David, of some Buccaneers news to talk about. First and foremost, we have news regarding Antonio Brown. Ian Rappaport tweeted out that Bucks wide receiver Antonio Brown's probation was terminated a year early and his criminal matter related to his battery case was finalized. A statement from lawyer Sean Burstyn is as follows, quote, in further demonstration of Antonio Brown's hard work and great progress since his NFL suspension, we are very pleased to advise that his withheld adjudication is now final and he has completed his probation a full year ahead of schedule, said attorney Sean Burstyn. Due to the fine work of Kelly and Carson Hancock, Brown's criminal attorneys in Broward, that unfortunate event is behind him. We see nothing but blue sky for AB, end quote, Burston said. That's all great news for uh, Antonio Brown. I mean, the more the more legal garbage uh, that he's surrounded himself with that he can clear away, uh, it just it just lets him, you know, focus more and more on the game. And, and that's really what everybody wants, I think, as far as, you know, this show is related. The, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers want Antonio Brown to be able to come into the season, come into training camp, just focus on the game, focus on being a good part of the roster, a good citizen as best you can be while you're part of the team. You know, uh, not to say that you don't care what he does afterwards, but, you know, the, the business at hand is the business at hand, and that's what the Buccaneers want. So this is obviously good news for the team, good news for Antonio himself to a certain extent. And, you know, I'm sure there's there's plenty of opinions out there about a guy as polarizing as Antonio, Antonio Brown is. But as far as Locked On Bucks concerned, focusing on the Buccaneers aspect of things, you, you have to be happy with that. Uh, from a Buccaneers uh, outlook. Yeah, and of course, the uh, the second bit of news for the Buccaneers, nothing unexpected. Uh, in fact, it's pretty much the most expected thing in the NFL now that uh, the rookie wage scale is the thing. But the Buccaneers have officially signed first-round pick Joe Tryon. They inked the deal on Tuesday, uh, of course, Tryon was the 32nd pick because, David, did you know that the Buccaneers are defending Super Bowl champions? That is brand new information. Yeah, so they obviously had the last pick in uh, in the first round, and they selected Joe Tryon. He has signed his rookie deal. The details of that contract were not disclosed quite yet, but it's it's nice to see that it's official, but it's not like the days of, uh, Mario Williams and, and, and Reggie Bush and Sam Bradford, where we have rookie holdouts trying to make more money than guys that have been in the league for six, seven years, um, makes things pretty easy. All you have to do is sign on the dotted line because pretty much all of them are, are the same. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I'm, I'm really glad to see that Joe Tryon has finally uh, ended this ridiculous holdout, uh, that he has held hostage to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise and selecting him. Uh, over you know 32nd overall it's it's ridiculous that they even had to have this conversation but you know the holdout is over so we can move on and focus on better things all right well david that is going to do it for this episode again i'll be flying solo on friday's episode everybody uh you know send send your well wishes to david's uh you know pet 
that is is going to be having a little bit of a procedure. We need we need positive vibes, people. So uh, send David the well wishes there. You can do so on Twitter, where you can find the show at Locked On Bucks. You can find us at JRCO underscore Bucks at D Harrison eighty two, and all the work that we do at Bucks underscore Nation. Send us your voicemails and emails eight one three four 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 five eight four one and Locked On Bucks podcast at Gmail. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, and get to each other. 